Hello and welcome everyone back to the Reader Copy Podcast, the comic podcast about comic books. It is Wednesday, June the 9th. Happy Loki Day. My name is Chris and I'm joined by my co-host Daniel. Is that a new thing? Did, did we sign that in? It's it's a Loki Day? Did well, the, today's the Loki first episode drops today. The governor the governor signed that in, said, in celebration of the Loki <laughs> Disney Plus <It's> series. <laughs> Here on Earth and Asgard in Midgard. <laughs> Depends what timeline you're in, but yeah, it is Loki. Oh, uh, this one. This one we're in right now. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. Daniel, do you want to say hi to everybody? Or? Hi, just saying hi. You, you know who's talking. It's me. <laughs> All right. Um, today, in celebration of, of Loki Day, we're not doing a comic book. That's right. Instead, we're doing uh, another one of our list shows. Interesting idea here for Loki. As he somewhat turned from villain to hero, we're going to be going down our individual top five villains that turned heroes. Yes, I love list episodes. Uh, I always look forward to doing them. We've done a couple in the past. If you haven't, check those out. Uh, go back in the catalog and, and listen to those. Um, we did like best comic book movie scenes. That was a really good one. Totally. I like, I like it when we do it. We put a little bit more thought into it, think through. Um, and we put a, a little bit of our opinion on it too, right? Because um, right. it's a interesting idea. W- villains turn heroes. If we can uh, actually find those, I mean, it's kind of debatable if Loki is that. We don't right. really know with the the Loki we're gonna meet when we sh- the show starts. Who knows what's going on there? Um, but before we get in too deep, why don't you explain how the show works? So first off, we'll get into the comic book of news that came in this week and talk through them, go down the list, and then uh, we usually jump into a comic book, talk through the story, give real opinions. But instead, we're going to be doing our list, uh, like we said, villains turn heroes, our individual favorites. And then we'll finish with our side stories where we talk through uh, what we've been doing all week to keep ourselves entertained. Cool. Let's not waste any more time and let's get into the comic book of news. A big trailer drop this week is a teaser for one of the big MCU movies that we have yet to see uh, any footage from until this past week. Uh, or I guess this is a while ago because we're recording this kind of early. So oh, by the time yeah. you're hearing this, it's a while ago. Um, the Eternals trailer. Yes, uh, Chloe Zhao's Eternals movie coming out. A bigger cast, you know, of main characters here. Uh, a Jack Kirby story with these individuals that supposedly are eternal and uh have been uh just watching humanity i don't know become humanity became human race just watching them from from afar not interfering so yeah we see in the trailer they come to earth what looks like really ancient times primitive human beings and they show up uh and they're like decked out they have like high-tech fashion yeah and uh floating ship they're all they're (laughs) floating ship floating like brick square whatever it is <laughs> brick ship yes high tech yeah. uh and looks like we got one of each there's like a <laughs> <laughs> every color of the rainbow yeah you got yourselves the an angelina uh, we got an angelina we got uh we got two starks <laughs> <laughs> get yourselves a uh some hayek on the side <laughs> yeah and then we got a ripped Kumail. Um, I think what's happening is they come to Earth, right? And uh, I guess they're like our ancestors, kind of like. That's why they're all different races and they all spread out through the world. And we're all like descendants of the Eternals kind of thing. Mixed with primitive human, I guess. Um, and Yeah. For our sci-fi fans, it's kind of like what happens in Prometheus. Yes, it's very Prometheus, I think. Yeah. Um, hopefully not how Prometheus ends. That's <laughs> not good. Not yeah. 
but uh, it starts like that and I think somewhere down the line they lose their memories or don't realize who they are until modern day when they're forced to rejoin back together uh, but they all are separated and then uh, something happens uh, and then Jon Snow shows up <laughs> yeah somewhat I don't know if we saw him in the trailer yet Jon Snow as his Black Knight um, no, but the he's way, still white. <laughs> he's not knighted yet, I should say. But <laughs> okay, sorry. The way they um, he's still white day. Okay. <laughs> uh, they they had lost their memory at some point, and there's this kind of family reunion as they meet up and kind of come to realize who they are. Um, and you know the meme online is like, oh, there's these superpower guys that just did not do anything. As you know, <laughs> things went down in New York. The Ultron popped up. Thanos tried to wipe up everybody. They just been sleeping. What's been going on? <laughs> maybe the snap is what awoke them again or brought their memories back. Maybe, maybe it's just there's like a power void on Earth or a hero void, I should say, with uh, some yeah. of the Avengers leaving. Maybe I don't know. So the Eternals are aren't they like are they created by or they're descendants of the Celestials? You know, I don't have no idea. I think they. Uh, I think it's kind of like the Celestials brought up the Eternals and the Eternals they're then influenced the uh, the humans in a certain way humans. right yeah okay yeah Celestials if you don't know are these like giant giant superpower beings um, we saw them in Guardians are, yeah in Guardians like nowhere the like this area where the Collector is that's like the head of a dead Celestial right gigantic beings that uh, it's almost like they're godlike the way they kind of just walk among the planets you know yeah um, but these guys are like human size but ultra powerful and eternal um, so question is, are they all good? Are they, do, do they have humanities, uh, you know, do they want good for humanity? Or are they just playing around with us? Like we're experiments. I don't know. That's something to question. I yeah. I mean, like they are powerful. It's like, why would they not want to control the humans? I guess, um, one of them played by Barry Kogan mm -hmm. is he's playing, uh, Drugan. I think he is kind of like the, the villain of the movie. If you have to add a villain, maybe and he's one of the Eternals and he's like, uh, uh, the cousin of Icarus, who is Rob Stark. Right. Uh, this druid guy, the way he looked in the trailer, he looked sinister, the way he just walked out of that building. Um, but Icarus is kind of that typical hero type. He's the one like right. at the foot of like the front of the team, it seems like, leading the charge. But I don't know if he's the leader. I don't think he is. Uh, I think maybe Angelina's character is more like... Uh, or maybe Selma Hayek is actually the real yeah. leader. But I, we didn't really I see think, her in modern day, really. I don't know. Maybe she doesn't exist in modern day or something happens to her. I'm yeah. not sure. But when we see them trying to, uh, in modern day, go find uh, Druig, he's in like Siberia or something like that. What would be Siberia? and he has like almost like a cult following with him they all dress in like the same monochromatic oh, really? monotone clothing and then it's almost like they're being brainwashed because they all like all at the same time point their guns at the rest of the eternals okay so it does point to him being the bad guy uh i don't like his face either he left uh freaking white last <laughs> man so that makes me angry. yeah that actor um so yeah maybe marvel is shooting you better i'd say than <laughs> the vertigo we'll see um, I wonder if Thanos is going to be brought up at all because just like the Celestials, I think they're the Deviants, which is what Thanos is, right? Yes. It was created by the Celestials, just like the Eternals. So I wonder if they're going to be brought up. In the comics, Thanos and Angelina Jolie's character are like first cousins or something like that. Totally. I mean, 
Do they come from the same place then? Um, uh, what was it called in that planet? I forgot what it was called, but you know, Thanos' dad was the one like ran the whole show. So yeah, I guess they're related there. Maybe they just come from that planet. Maybe they are like um, like the Supermans of that world where they like left a long time ago and they came to this Earth and they got stuck here at certain point. You know, they right, never yeah. knew their home planet got destroyed. Yeah. So it's just a teaser. Not much of the story is revealed. But I'm hearing a lot of good things. I'm hearing that this is going to be one of the better MCU movies. Maybe uh, one of the best ones. Maybe an Oscar contender is what I'm hearing. Right. I mean, Chloe Zhao's Nomadland won, right? So that's got right. some notability. Uh, and I like some of the people here, here and there. I think I think Gemma Chan is a good actress. I, I can't wait to see her. Kumail Nanjiani is super funny. It's even more funny that he got ripped. <laughs> <laughs> Is he funnier now that he's like yoked out or is he does he lose some some humor cred? Some humor cred? I don't know. We've got off the wait and see, right? Uh, it depends if he sees it and uses it in the role like you can see it twinkle yeah. in his eye if that's part of the thing. And then like Paperboy, I, I like that actor. I, I liked him in Atlanta, so <laughs> he's in this. You know what's funny is uh, Kumail is uh, an eternal. He's playing Kingo. But in the story, he decides to be like a Bollywood celebrity. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, in the trailer. He's like dancing around. So so he uses his power, I guess, to be like super famous. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he just happened to become famous on his own. He doesn't even know his power set, right? Maybe uh, it's just in a any group world, of personalities. In any world, in any timeline, Kumail is a superstar. Superstar. Comedian or not, or Marvel star. <laughs> what do you think about the look of the show? There's like a lot of this like golden, you know, weird things popping up. And then also like the brickwork, like you said, in the, in the ship and their I, outfits. I like it a lot. Um, I like the magic or science technology that they're doing. Um, I like their costumes a lot. It's not one-to-one with the comics, which I think it's okay. It's like a modern take on it. Um, I think it's really good. I I, I think this movie is going to be very good. I don't know. I don't like the look of a lot of the stuff. I do want to... I like it when stuff like hopped up out of nowhere. Like they built a lot of stuff that was kind of cool cinematically. But yeah. the look of like the gold magic things, it's uh I don't I don't know if I like the look of it. There's some like Doctor Strange stuff in it. Kind of looks like that where like the Doctor Strange CG did not look okay. great at set times. Oh, all right. Um so I I don't I'm not sure if I'm loving it yet. Uh but I think the random dynamic of these random characters is what I'm waiting for. Okay. I I, I just feel like this is going to be like a big scale movie. Um even bigger than like Avengers movies cuz this is going to take place over like centuries and millennia and all over the world. And we're going to see different times. And I, I have like Game of Thrones vibes of it. Not because there's two Game of Thrones actors. <laughs> But because uh, it's just like all over the world and you get like one of each <laughs> like <laughs> that thing. as if they're like families or something, right? So it just feels, it almost doesn't feel like a Marvel movie, honestly. It feels like bigger, grander scale. I, I see what you're saying. I think uh, like this family of old people that have been there for a while and like the costumes, it kind of reminds me of the Inhumans TV show, which I don't want it to be oh, like. Okay, let's not bring that up. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of points to align the two. Uh, maybe this is just a replacement for that, but they had a hole in for the story of MCU as a whole. Uh, it's not It's not look like that, though. No. I wonder if uh, X-Men will be connected to this in any way, because like maybe the X-Men mutant gene is from the Eternals somehow. So uh, if there's a through line there for the future with the X-Men, uh, I'd be into that. You'd like that, just a, a, an interesting way to introduce them, because maybe they put it in their genes back in the day, and them returning is what brings it 
that out. I could see that. Yeah. But also that's warping maybe the origins of mutants, like as it was in the comic. Are you okay with that? You're actually okay with? Uh, I well, I think the mutant gene is from like Celestials in the oh, comics. Oh, okay. So I have no idea. Uh, yeah. Well, we'll see. Um, I think this movie's gonna be good. It comes out later in the year, and I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to watching a movie in the theater. Oh yeah, that too. Finally, return. <laughs> Because I am tired of watching Netflix, um, but there is something good coming on Netflix. And they recently announced a second wave of casting for The Sandman. Yes. Uh, you know, I've been waiting on this. Uh, Sandman is like one of my favorite comic properties. Right. A lot of the people they introduced already. We had uh, Tom Sutris as Dream, Gwendolyn Christie as Lucifer. But now we have some other characters. For Death, which is Dream's sister, is going to be played by Kirby Howell Baptiste. Um, Desire is going to be played by Mason Alexander Park. Donna Preston is playing Desire. So those are like the three of the Endless we're introducing right. soon. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, it, it looks like the cast is really filling out um there's still like one character that i've yet they have yet to confirm but i'm pretty sure i know who they're <laughs> it's gonna be but they have not officially said who is gonna play constantine oh uh i don't know if they're gonna have a constantine now that we have a different constantine in the mix we have johanna constantine which is getting played by jenna coleman now so maybe that's just replacing she that role replacing her i i know they're related i think that's his sister but i, I guess you could just replace him with her in the story and it'd still be fine um Patton Oswald is in it. Yeah. Playing Matthew the Raven. And uh yeah, it looks like the cast is really fledged out. I'm ready to see some footage, a trailer, uh, a, a teaser cuz Sandman is like one of the biggest comics ever created and uh I think it's like this big undertaking that they're doing to put it on screen. Yeah, whole host of characters. Uh David Thewlis who played Professor Remus from Harry Potter, he's going to be playing John D. If you don't remember that, that was like that wicked guy that escaped. Yeah. Uh from the mental institution and like held a diner hostage. I think that's yeah. pretty awesome casting cuz I I don't he's pretty he can be sinister at times. So I want to see that. I mean his headshot looks like he's already in costume. I know, right? <laughs> to be in character, all he has to be is be naked, but just wearing a trench coat, and he's in character. <laughs> That's what he looks like in the comic. Um, Stephen Fry uh, playing Gilbert, the like librarian, that works out. Uh, kind uh-huh. of a gentlemanly, you know, upright guy in the library, uh, dreams library, that works out. Um, and then some of these other actresses, I'm not too familiar with, so. Uh, can't wait to see what they could bring, but I know the characters a bit. Do you think this is going to be scary? Oh, yeah, I think so. Sandman has been described as a horror comic at times, and it does get freaky. It does, yeah. There's some scenes where it's shocking, but I wonder if it's going to be, like, scary. Oh, like, uh, hide under your covers, like it's that scary type of thing. Potentially, because it it is going to be on Netflix, and Netflix, uh, I don't think they really hold back. Exactly. Hopefully they go full on like horror with it that's at some point it's not everything but like when it when the book gets scary i hope they deliver the the fear in that yeah show yeah i mean the like i said the john d story can be pretty scary yeah uh so i don't want them to hold back but there's it's not just that there's some light moments here and there some inspiring moments and just like seeing the endless can they bring that gravity to them they're like 
almost more than gods in a way where they were just there forever, right? right? Can each of them bring that attitude in their little flavor? You know, uh, I want to see that. A lot of people said like Watchmen cannot be put on film and that it, it was, whether you liked it or not, or whether you think it was as good as the comic, it's debatable. It's not. Um, yeah. <laughs> a lot of people said Sandman is also maybe too big of a story to put on screen. They're doing it now and it looks like it's going to be pretty good. Um, another one that you keep saying is Saga is like too big to put on screen. Now I think like they can put whatever they want and I think it's to work and i think saga is gonna happen eventually i could see that i mean if they're doing sandman i don't see how saga cannot be accomplished it's just a big right. open world a lot of different costumes it's honestly like a romeo and juliet type story anyways yeah it's not it's not super unique it's just kind of has an attitude to it that is charming which yeah, they could do they that just put alien stuff and then it's just it's just a regular love story <laughs> <laughs> kind of yeah I, uh, so i don't think it's too big sandman if they can accomplish it if they if they can, which yeah. the casting it's pointing to them that they have a good head on their shoulders as a as a as a team. I want to see that. Yeah, Sandman does seem like it's almost too good to be true, but everything seems like it's lining up right. So I'm excited for Sandman. It's going to be on Netflix. Uh, I am also very excited for the next story we're going to talk about because it stars one of my favorite actors in a role that has yet to be seen on screen. And of course, I'm talking about Craven the Hunter, who is going to be having his own movie on Sony. Uh, Sony's making his own movie coming out in 2023. And it's going to be starring uh, ATJ, I like to call him. ATJ. Uh, Anya Taylor Joy. Anya Taylor Joy, yes. <laughs> she can play anything. She can play Craven. The- <laughs> no, I'm talking about Jonathan Taylor Thomas. He's. Craven. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm talking about Tim the Toolman Taylor. Uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson, who you may know as Quicksilver, you may know as Kick Ass, you may know as a very good actor, is going to be playing Craven for Sony's. Craven movie and I think it's going to be great. I honestly think he's going to be good. He's going to be great. You just seem head over heels for him, which is it's fine. I, I, I don't know if I loved his Quicksilver. Uh, we never saw his return, but he is going to be returning to quote-unquote the Marvel Universe, but this is Spunk as we should say in the Spider-Man Spunk, universe. Yeah. As Craven. He's going to be part of Spunk. Uh, much like Venom, much like Morbius, this is a villain movie of like an anti-hero so to say in the Spider-Man Universe that's getting his own movie um do you think they do these they do like six of these villain movies and then and then introduce spider-man uh maybe um are we running out the clock if tom holland is going to be this sinners is six is spider-man are we going to get our fourth spider-man to combat um i don't know maybe we'll with whatever's going on with spider-man uh, far from home not far from home no way home i should say this upcoming uh-huh. spider-man movie are they gonna bring back the old spider-man villains and have them in the mix for the six that rhyme so yeah we got electro we got um doc ock that's 35 out of six maybe throw in a vulture or two and then we got six yeah uh are we are we people are saying is uh willem dafoe gonna be the one that's gonna orchestrate the sinister six is he the one behind it of the other universe uh willem dafoe from uh, from the lighthouse <laughs> from Aquaman <laughs> from Aquaman <laughs> avenge me <laughs> avenge me Avengers <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, all those rumors about Spider-Man, like, there's so many now, and, like, they're so out there that people just believe it already, and they expect it, and I'm uh, gonna fear that they're gonna be disappointed when those are not true, and I'm mainly talking about that Tommy Maguire and Andrew Garfield are coming back as Spider-Man. I don't think that's happening at all. Uh, I've had it for a while, but it sounds like they are continuing to squash that rumor. Yeah, so I, but people, I've heard people say, like, that are not, you know, as deep into it as we are that like really follow every news outlet um they hear it once and then they think it's true and they think that's gonna what that's what already is confirmed so it's not confirmed at all i hope they don't expect it because i don't think it's gonna happen yeah since it's not confirmed i'm uh of two minds of it you know it's either they are keeping that secret closer to them their their heart right like close to their uh-huh. chest not releasing that and it's gonna be surprised yeah or okay. it's just not happening, <laughs> which it could be either way for me. I don't know. I'm not uh, promising that to myself that they're going to show up, which I'm fine with. Maybe they are really sick of it. Maybe, what, what's the best we can get out of them if they were both kind of sick of the role? What would you feel? How Would you be disappointed if only Tobey Maguire came back? I don't think I would. Would you feel like they should still do it? I think they should still do it. It's going to feel a bit like the uh, Into the Spider-Verse feel where there's a mentor to a younger Spider-Man, right? Uh, which could work out. I don't. Maybe if uh, Andrew is really done with it. I just heard that he did an interview where they're asking him about it, and he has like no clue. Like they're like, no, I never heard from Sony about that. So he's pretty much denying it. But I, actors lie all the time. So exactly. So I'm just thinking it's either way. To be honest, either Marvel really wants to keep that a secret, or they never approach them, which is fine too. I think it's going to be a good movie. Maybe all these villains in the movie is enough. You know, let's too many characters spells trouble for Spider man if you remember huh? <laughs> no i think they just gotta keep going go more and more like just not get, get every villain that spider-man has put him in one movie <laughs> what's uh what's eric foreman doing nowadays can you retire? <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so uh aaron taylor johnson yeah who, let's talk about him i, I forgot about that this is what we're talking about uh, I think it's a bad rap. I think he is a great actor and he should be in more things. Uh, I, I keep bringing it up, but Savages, like I think that was a great movie huh. and he's in, he stars in that. And I, I, I honestly didn't realize it was him till halfway through the movie because he's such a transformation from kick ass. Wow, really? Um, but yeah, I look forward to a Craven movie. I wonder how they're going to do it. If he's going to be hunting someone, like is he going to be hunting a Spider-Man character or how is he going to prove that he's like the greatest hunter? Yeah. Yeah. Is he hunting Venom? That'd be kind of cool. I don't know. Maybe he's hunting Morbius? I don't know. That could be. That could work. We're going to have introduced that character by then, by the time of the release of this movie. You know, you say anti-hero. I don't know if he's ever going to be anti-hero. He's just the main character. Well, maybe he, okay. his motivations are really just he wants to be a hunter and we follow him. But it's never anything heroic he does or like saves a day like they don't need to do that with this character, you know? I don't know if he ever was that. That's true. In yeah. the Craven's Last Hunt, we saw him be Spider-Man for a bit, and he did a good job. But that wasn't for heroic reasons, you know? Yeah, he just wanted to prove he was better. Right. So maybe not. that's what he's, he sees all these random people popping up. Maybe it's not Spider-Man that piques his interest. It's these other characters, Morbius and Venom, like you said. So now that he's cast as Craven, do you think this is not MCU? Like the, the door is officially closed on that. Because it was still kind of like left open, like whether or not Venom and Morbius are in the MCU. Like it, it was never confirmed or denied. But now like he's coming back and playing a different character. Is, is it like, okay, that door is shut. This is not MCU. Right. Because he played quick 
Quicksilver already. If he popped up somehow with a character that met Quicksilver, it would be like, remember Becky from Roseanne, where it's like a different actor. It's different Becky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I think it, it's, it, this is in there's a different a, universe. <laughs> there's an episode of Roseanne where it takes place in the future. Oh. And uh, John Goodman is playing DJ as like an adult DJ. Oh, yeah. And he's like in a therapy session and he's like, they say it's her, but it's not her. They say it's her, but it's not her. <laughs> and he's talking about Becky, how she's replaced. <laughs> That's all funny. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, maybe they get to do inside joke like that through the whole thing and make fun of it. <laughs> like we kind of already did that with uh, WandaVision in a way. Uh, yeah. So maybe it's, who cares, I guess, right at the end yeah. of the day. But I think this is a separate universe that I think we're going to jump into with our Spider-Man as, at one point down the road. Spider-Man will finally be involved in the Spider-Man universe. Yeah, <laughs> yes. in the universe named after him, right? He's yeah. like showing up late to the party, like throwing his weight around with a coffee and everything. Yeah, Venom and Morbius and Craven are like, why is this called Spider-Man universe? Who is this guy? <laughs> Who is this guy? <laughs> Venom's like, what's a spider on my chest? Where did this come from? <laughs> All right. Well, um, this news is pretty like pretty good that it's coming out January of 2023. It's like not that far away in the in the long term. Like that's not that far, right? Yeah. Sure. Sure. Um, uh, Marvel Studios when they announce movies, it's like five years from now. <laughs> I think they have that um, promising things down the road ahead of time. Like they have that down pat, but also they cut away as it gets close. Also, so yeah. maybe they overpromise. I like what Sony is doing. Don't promise too yeah. much and. Get to sex. Let's, let's do sex first. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, well, there you have it. Um, Ralph Boner is playing Craven. Wow. Wow. Lastly, in the news, um, Disney announced that one of the projects that Ryan Coogler is working on with his five-year deal with Disney is going to be kind of a Black Panther spinoff starring uh, Denai Guerrero's character Okoye. Yes. Uh, this was a surprise to me. So we're going to get that character from the Wakanda. Uh, country right in this main role um still we don't know how black panther wakanda forever is gonna be laid out as far as plots and how they're gonna address things um i know martin freeman was pretty surprised when he read it but okoye is gonna get her own spinoff series that's kind of cool you know i wonder what her adventures are is it leading the Dora Milaje? What do you think? I think, um, gosh, I, I honestly don't know. But like one thing that popped into my head when I heard this is maybe she becomes Black Panther. Oh. And I get like in the comics, Shuri becomes Black Panther. But in the MCU, Shuri seems more not the action hero kind of person. Warrior type. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas Okoye definitely is. And her taking up the mantle as Black Panther and Shuri is the queen of Wakanda, I think that could work. Oh, yeah. Kind of, you know, Shuri recognizing maybe she's not the warrior and bestowing that role to someone else. Because I guess at the end of the day, the crown ruler does not have to be the Black Panther, if I'm getting that right, because that could be stolen away by other tribes. But Well, no, I think if other tribes won, they would become the king. Like, that's what happened with with, uh, Oh, yeah, you're right. uh, Eric Killmonger. Killmonger, yeah. He killed Chadwick Boseman and then became king, but he was not dead. As you can see... I am not dead. <laughs> um, I guess so. If the crown uh, person, Shuri, decides to like give it to someone else, then it's a different story, right? Yeah. If they're not finding it out for it. 
Um, and then what if the series is kind of like Falcon Winter Soldier, where the whole series is like, can, should she be Black Panther? And like, kind of how like Falcon didn't want to be Captain America till the end of the series. Maybe Kugler felt like he needed that. Maybe Wakanda Forever is where she gets the role of Black Panther. And Okoye, the spinoff series, is where we see her pursuits, where we see her, you know, earn her stripes as the Black Panther. Maybe prowling the world because I, I, I remember at the end of the movie in Black Panther, they said we're gonna involve the world a lot more and right, Wakanda's yeah. gonna branch out more but we haven't seen too much of that yet since some of them disappeared for five years so yeah right <laughs> now that things are back to normal maybe that's delayed that, that's how uh, uh, she can uh, you know, pursue that for all with Wakanda in the MCU COVID lasted five years yeah imagine that wow <laughs> <laughs> things are opening up though <laughs> All right, well, not much is um, detailed yet about the spinoff series, but it seems like everybody's getting their own show now on Disney+. Plus. Every Marvel character is getting one. Um, she definitely, I think, deserves one, and I think it'd be cool if we see more about how the Dormelage are even, like, trained or who oh, gets yeah. selected for that. That could be kind of cool. And, um, yeah, I, I, I do think it's a possibility that she could be Black Panther. Uh, I want to... I just want to get that cool theme music from the Dormelage. You know, I saw that when Denai was <laughs> tossing that spear around. Doo, doo, doo. It's like the coolest part, coolest music part of the movie, I think. Um, so, yeah, I, I think she can be inspirational to other series. We'll talk to yeah. Ryan Coogler. Maybe we can get into that five-year deal. They fit in for us, right? We can get a show of ourselves. <laughs> so, I don't know when it's coming out, but in the future, you'll see Okoye and the Winter Soldier. He's always going to be the sidekick. <laughs> Okoye and the White Wolf. The White Wolf, yeah. All right, uh, that is it for the news. Um, guys, if you haven't already, I'd like to ask you to please subscribe to the Reader Copy Podcast. It's as easy as clicking subscribe in all your podcast apps, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Google, Stitcher, or Spotify. Yeah, and if you have an idea of maybe one MCU character that deserves their own spinoff series, let us know on all of our social medias. You can find us at the Reader Copy Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. All right, let's get into our top five villains turned heroes. Daniel, would you call Loki a hero or villain? Um, As it stands, I'd say villain, especially the one we're getting up next. But he turned a hero at a certain point. Yeah, he, I would think like by the time Ragnarok ended, he was a hero, right? Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. But then the next thing happened after that is he died too. Yeah. And then we went back in time and we follow Loki with the Tesseract when he was still a villain. Yeah. So back and forth, maybe we we did the wrong episode. Maybe we should be <laughs> heroes turned villains. Well, it's too late because I already made my list. Me too. We're doing the top five villain turned heroes in comics. Um, again, if you've tuned into our list before, these are personal lists. And it is not what I think everyone will agree with, but it's what I think is my top five. I'd say mine is correct and final. And if you have a dissenting <laughs> opinion, you're wrong. <laughs> uh, we, we, as far as the way you order them, it could be maybe we just like the character in general. Maybe we yeah. like them as a hero is kind of like what turns the tide. Them in that role Ooh, kind of is surprising. Okay. 
um, or maybe the story around it. A lot of different factors come into ordering and why we added them. Yeah, um, the way we'll do it is, I guess we'll start from our bottom. So we'll go from five to one and we'll take turns going back and forth. We'll reveal our characters, um, why we chose them, maybe a little bit about their history. And um, yeah, until we get to our number ones and then we'll decide who has the better list. I, I, I decide me. <laughs> You're just saying no. I said no. Uncorrect. We have a, our hero on the on the podcast, Christopher. He's turning villain at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> um, if we have a character that's on someone else's list and it's higher, we'll just pass on that until we reach them in the higher rankings. I guess. Yeah, we could do that. Like uh, like normal. We each took our time to pick five. Um, and then we also, if you have any honorable mentions, I have a few. If you have some, we can talk about it at the end. I have a few honorable mentions, and I didn't ask you to do this, but I have uh, some dishonorable mentions. What? Dis- okay. Um, let me ask you this. What was your criteria for picking your, your list? It was kind of all a lot of the things I said earlier. Do I like the character just in general, um, whatever uh-huh. their motives are or their intentions? Or do I uh, like them as a hero in the turn? Maybe the story where it happened um, okay. is part of the, the ordering. Um, what one other factor we mentioned is it can't be an Elseworlds thing, right? It's supposed oh, right. To be, yeah, yeah. In the mainline story, maybe not to full turn forever, but it does happen in their respective universe, yeah. mainline universe. It can't be like, oh, here's a one shot of a side story thing that they're a good guy for this. Yeah. That doesn't happen in the mainline. That's not fair. That happens all the time. And that is not... Uh, I don't know. I feel like that's not a real turn. You're just saying a what if kind of story. Exactly. It's a what if. Right. I'm yeah. Like, what if Thanos was Spider-Man? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, one thing I did for my criteria oh, yeah? What you got? was in the lifetime of the character, if they're a villain for like a fraction and then a hero for like the rest of their career or whatever, I, I wouldn't count that. Like if you're a villain for like 5% of your publication history, it's like... I, 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 I would consider you, but I, you're not making my list. I think the same thing. I uh, I wasn't going to blame you if you did that, but I didn't feel right doing that, adding them to their list. But we never said yeah. it out loud before this. So if you did, yeah. uh, I would be fine. Looking at my list, I didn't do that either, I think. Okay, good. <laughs> I think, yeah. Well, actually, maybe I did it for one. <laughs> All right. Well, well, we'll get your case when we get to it, though. Okay. Um, I tried to go reach far out to comics um, beyond what I, in my comfort zone, um, but I couldn't really find much. <laughs> so uh, I apologize if mine are all kind of like within the same atmosphere of, of characters, but uh, it's my list. So make your own list. <laughs> <laughs> make your own. Make your own and send it to us on all the social medias. <laughs> Uh, Daniel, would you like to go first or second? Uh, you go first. Let's see what you got out of first. All right. My number five villain turn hero. Let's see if you will allow this. Let's let, let me say his real name and then let's see if you know who this is. All right. I'll, let's see if I allow it. I'll play judge, jury, and executioner. See if you will allow it on the list or not. My number five is Norrin Rad. Oh, uh, is that... Is that Marvel Boy? Who's Norrin Rad? No, no, no. That's Silver Surfer. <laughs> it is the Silver yes, Surfer. Yes, yes. 
Um, I would count him as a villain at first because he does come warning the people of Earth, like, hey, Galactus is coming. He's going to destroy you and eat you. And I'm not going to do anything to stop it. (laughs) I could. So, yeah. He's the guy that, like, he's the purveyor, right? He's like, oh. He's the herald. Yeah. Here's a good planet to chomp on, Galactus. Yeah, hey, look what I found for you. Uh, I don't care about these aliens on this planet because they're not my people. I'm only helping my people. And to me, that's a form of villainy. Yeah. Uh, Not doing the most heroic thing maybe in the moment when he saved his planet that was pretty heroic but is the trade worth it that's not that no, heroic no he lived long enough to see himself become the villain wow that's a good <laughs> writing there <laughs> he first appeared in uh, fantastic four number 48 back in 1966 we know his deal he comes warns um earth that galactus is coming um but then he kind of like befriends the fantastic four in a way and he turns on his boss galactus and saves earth with the fantastic four to stop galactus and becomes a hero from then on out now galactus is this like gigantic force but silver surfer is like pretty strong as in his own right right like he's got this yeah surfboard that can make him go super fast he's metallic (laughs) his powers are from the board right so I think that's kind of cool. That's why he's like silver, just like the board. But yeah, he's very powerful. His powers are given to him by Galactus, right? Yes, yes. And it's funny, though, like when he turns on him, they don't disappear, right? He doesn't turn yeah. regular. Yeah. So I, I really like Silver Surfer. I I liked him in the movie. The you did? movie we got. I thought his portrayal was good enough. Like, Silver Surfer is kind of like that. But um, I would like to see more of him, and I would like to see him more of a hero. Uh, so whether or not he appears in a future Fantastic Four movie or whatever they plan to do, Guardians, Captain Marvel, whatever, uh, if he shows up and he's no longer, like, employed by Galactus and he's a free-willing hero, I think that'd be a cool version to see in the movies. I'd want to see that too. Like you said, he's kind of the stoic guy that's just emotionless. Um, He just, I mean, it's literally looking into a mirror when you look at him, right? (laughs) (laughs) He's all of us. He's all of us. Um, So he doesn't have like, he's like, doesn't have a personality. So like, I know in the comics, (laughs) what they do is they buddy him up with like a human to make him like more relatable. It's kind of like, um, they make it like a Doctor Who type of thing to make it relatable where they have like a companion that's of Uh Earth and maybe that's what they can do as they introduce him to some of the other lively people in Fantastic Four or whatever property they attach him to, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I, I really like Silver Surfer. Um, the fact that he's also just surfing is like, that's pretty kick-ass. Pretty rad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> pretty Norton rad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, that is my number five. Why don't we switch over to you? What's your number five? So, this is kind of a cheat too, in a way, because he actually started off as a hero. I didn't know that, but my first well my number five on my list is namor okay yeah Yeah. like i said he started out as a hero um his backstory is kind of pretty much aquaman's where he's um half atlantean of the marvel universe and then half human um and the atlanteans they look all blue while he has human colored skin and Mm -hmm. but he is the crown prince ruler of atlantis right okay um uh he's a really old character like was a hero with the uh, invaders so that was like the world war ii era with captain america and the original human torch so that was like a team back then bucky was on the team too 
Um, so that was when he was a hero at first. But then at a certain point, he became amnesiatic and forgot all of his history and like just forgot everything, <laughs> right? Um, forgot to wear a shirt. Forgot to wear a shirt. So he's got his six pack. He got his six pack in the mix too. <laughs> um, and then uh, he became amnesiatic because of some fight with the Nazis. And like he also resents Nazis and just humans in general at a certain point because of the nuclear testing that happened in World War II and how okay. it like befell on the Atlanteans below and like ruined his people in a way and he just yeah. became so rageful and became a villain for decades basically so that's why I count it because he's been most of his time I think he was a villain yeah. and you see him a lot of the time just like wrecking havoc to make trouble for the Fantastic Four and they're like tied to that group of Marvel characters a lot and um, he runs into his old companions at times like when Captain America was frozen in the thing he didn't even recognize him, but he he didn't save him either. So he's not really good-hearted in those moments. And like, also, he's just a cool character in other aspects. He's like, he's technically the first mutant that appeared in comics. So yeah. he's not the first mutant in the chronological timeline, but the first mutant that ever appeared that later was established as a mutant. Mm -hmm. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, yeah, totally. So I think he's pretty cool. He's got those mini uh, wings on his legs what's <laughs> his, up with that <laughs> he's got like um uh, like you know th that one egyptian god that has wings on his feet it looks like that and they attach to his ankles and he can fly because of them i don't know he can fly because of wings on his ankles yeah that makes no sense but it's okay it's just it just makes sense so then he could fly with that he he saw he, captain america and he had wings on his helmet it's <laughs> like i want those but on my feet <laughs> There's most allow him to fly right there on his head. I'll put them on my feet, see if it works. And it works. He can fly. And he of course he can swim good. He's got super strength, all that super speed. Um I like his personality too. He's just such a jerk. He's a dick. He's a, just a dick. He's so pompous because he thinks himself yeah. as the king of Atlantis. Even more so than like Aquaman. He like thinks himself like better than mm. humans because yeah. he he conquers more of the world than the humans. Um, but he becomes a hero later on because he's not as immune and he kind of interacts with the X-Men a lot more as he, um, sure. at a certain point, he was part of the Phoenix Five. So he was like yeah. you know, very, you know, nurturing for humanity even. He wasn't seeing himself as separate from the the, the humans. And then okay. he's also part of the Illuminati. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. I mean, he is hero turn villain turn i guess hero like i i still see him as like an untrustworthy character okay okay or always out for himself and his just his people but like i guess he's not a villain but i, I don't know if i would think of him as a hero just yet but i, I get why he's on your list i'd count him as a hero because he does appear in these team up teams now of heroic events so that's why yeah. i'd count him as a hero and okay. even though most of his time was a villain yeah. Um, I think maybe he could possibly be, appear in Black Panther 2. There was rumors of that a long time ago, but now that story's in flux. Who yeah. knows? Who knows? I like the character. I do like the character too, but he is a jerk. <laughs> For that, he's not a hero. <laughs> I, li I like Neymar. I, I like his, his style. Um, the, the Submariner. The Submariner, yeah. There's a cool comic with him where... 
Uh, I guess this is his more villainous tone, but like there's like an underwater like submarine crew and he's kind of like scaring them like he's like the sea monster in a way. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is that like an old Golden Age comic or something? No, not really. It's kind of a newer thing. Just, it's, okay. I think it's called The Submariner. It doesn't mention Namor at first. Um, But yeah, pretty cool idea. Uh, That was my number five. What do you got next? Okay, going on to my number four. Yeah. It's similar to yours as they started off as a hero turned villain turned hero again flip okay yeah so um but i think he was a villain a good amount of time that i would consider his change back to hero a significant change all right um and i also think he's really cool his name is warren worthington the third and he uh, is oh, do you know who this character that's is angel is <laughs> angel oh okay. turned archangel um and then turned to i guess back to good angel um into an angel after, <laughs> yeah into an angel he was one of the founding members of the X-Men. He had big-ass wings, like, literally coming out of his back. Yes. Uh, he was, like, a hero, like, legit hero. Um, but then there's an event called the Mutant Massacre. Do you know what that is? I can imagine they, what happens. It's a big Marvel crossover um, that, uh, from the name, a lot of mutants are, are killed, right? Oh, okay. Uh, I'll get into that a little bit more later, but essentially what happens to Warren there is uh, his wings are kind of destroyed Clipped. and forced to amputate. Oh. And he had no longer had wings, right, from the events of Mutant Massacre. Later down the line, he runs into a little known guy named Apocalypse. Oh. Ever heard of him? Tiny, tiny guy, tiny blue guy. He's pretty much a smurf. Offers him his wings back. In return, you're going to be one of my four horsemen. And he accepts. He becomes full-on bad guy. He is the four horsemen death he is the angel of death and he oh. is a villain new look and everything blue skin metal wings he shoots like blades out of them um the movie version is not as good <laughs> uh and he is a bad guy right um i actually have a tattoo of him on my arm oh that's right you can see him this version though on my arm is the good archangel because he does kind of like break the spell or whatever that he's under for apocalypse and he becomes a member of the X-Men again. Even, like, becomes a founding member of the Uncanny X-Force, which is my favorite comic book. Oh, yeah. Uh, check out that episode of our podcast if you haven't already. Um, though he is back to being a hero, he definitely struggles with, like, this archangel entity inside him. And it's still there, and every now and then he loses control. But he is a hero, and he's always just lives his life now to make sure Apocalypse is always defeated. And that's his, like, number one one nemesis now motivation is apocalypse yeah because he created him made him into like this evil monster that he is now where he is like still the angel of death but it's like in his subconscious now yeah it's like a mix of like this thing hiding right behind his head like invading his mind but also just yeah. haunting him of his past because he remembers what he did as this killing right. machine right really yeah. int- intricate story I like about him yeah um, I mean he's super cool uh, just the fact that he was a dude with real wings at first like feather wings right kind of boring and then and then the 90s were like dude we can't have a guy with feather wings <laughs> called angel we already have one guy with him on his feet <laughs> Let's make him like into blades, and that's what they did, and he became even more badass. Because I'll say, like, though he's an original X Men, he's probably like the least 
favorite, favorite of the original X Men. Yeah, and until he turned blue and got metal wings, then became like my number one <laughs> favorite of the original X Men. Give him something to do. Yeah, and he when he is that powerful with the powers given to him by Apocalypse, he's like a killing machine. Like he's kind of unstoppable. So when he is like out of control, he is like a real threat to the X Men. Right. Yeah. But as Apocalypse kind of subsides, he um, takes control of this extra power no longer just his feather wings right he yeah. he's a good guy now he's struggling with his thing but also he's super powered with these metal wings right it's kind of the best of both worlds Hannah Montana right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah he's my number four I really like him he kind of looks like Silver Surfer they're both kind of like they have have a he has a hood that makes him look like he's bald yeah same deal same deal and the metallic wings yeah so maybe I have a a theme going on but uh, Archangel whatever you want to call him Angel uh, Warren Worthington is my fourth favorite villain turned hero well uh, that's a coincidence for my number four Um, someone that's on the same team and also a WW uh, Wade Wilson Wilson, Deadpool. Oh, cool. Uh, is that on your list? He is not. Wow. Okay. I thought he would be on your list. Um, Deadpool, I mean, he started out as a villain when Rob Liefeld introduced him into the Marvel Universe. Um, yeah. Originally, he was just like a carbon copy of DC's Deathstroke. I mean, Deadpool, Deathstroke. Still is. Slade Wilson. <laughs> I, there, he changed as a bit as he became... Uh, the Merc with a Mouth, right? Uh, he yeah. started out definitely as a mercenary that was just like kind of this black ops guy that was not even this quippy yet, not that funny, but he was mm-hmm. just hired by a lot of people to hunt down the mutants, actually, like like uh, okay. Cable and like the new mutants and things like that. So he got introduced that way. Um, and then as things evolve, he got kind of funny. You know, he, got, he became Merc with a <laughs> Mouth. Um, and then uh, he gets a lot of love from a lot of uh, comic book people and then he becomes like a hero at certain points and he's, he tags onto some teams like one of the teams he mentioned uncanny x-force right it's yeah. like this black ops team that can do all this heavy killing if needed and deadpool is a mercenary so he's used to that and he can laugh mm-hmm. off all the stuff um and he gives some comedic chops to that team right so i think that was like a big moment where he became kind of a hero at a certain point on the team you know they're just paying him he's just a mercenary to be on the team to do all the dirty work but at a certain point they realized he didn't cash any of his checks for like doing all this good stuff <laughs> so it's like oh he's actually just wants to do good he's like turning the the other side of the coin on this and kind of wants to be a hero right um, so yeah, Deadpool, he's got two awesome movies in their own kind of way, right? They, uh, he has three awesome movies. He has three he awesome can. movies? The first movie that oh, he yeah. was in was pretty awesome. <laughs> right, Ryan Reynolds has been playing it for a while. <laughs> yeah, the first iteration, the original, I would say, is maybe the best one. Top notch. <laughs> I think it's the most Ex- faithful to the comic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Merc Without a Mouth. Yeah. The Merc Without a Mouth. <laughs> Oh my god! I remember when we watched that. You somehow got like a early copy of the movie, and it did not yeah. have the CG in it yet. Not, yeah, not a good watch. Somehow, somehow it got worse <laughs> it with got the worse. CG. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Ryan Reynolds, he really loves his character, and I could see why he's that character. He's that quick yes. mouth uh, of a merc, and you know, breaking the fourth wall. A lot of different ingredients into his character. We had him on one of our shows for. Uh, Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe. That's not really a heroic thing in that story. That's an Elseworlds type thing in our in a what if story. But I say nowadays he's a hero. You know, he can join on a hero team in Deadpool. You know, even in the movies, 
they don't describe him as a hero, but he's doing a he's like saving the world in in some ways. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I, I consider Deadpool to be on my list, but uh, I think he's just too mainstream for me now. Oh, I see. You gotta <laughs> you got your nose in the air about this. Deadpool's not. <laughs> I mean, uh, I was considering taking him off because he's so mainstream, but no, I like. Him. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you had him because that way I don't have to have him on my list. I was considering not having him because I thought you were obviously going to have him. (laughs) (laughs) So that was my number four, Deadpool Wade Wilson. Okay. Yeah. I like that pick. So I'm glad you had him on there. Um, I wonder if you have this character. Uh, My number three is might be on your list. Uh, His name is Gambit. (laughs) (laughs) No, I do not have him. Uh, Played by Channing Tatum, right? Uh, Yeah. Maybe. (laughs) Who knows? Uh, so Gambit started off as like a thief, right? Yeah. Um, so he was a villain. Uh, and then remember earlier I mentioned the mutant massacre? Yes. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you mentioned that. In a way, you could blame that all on Gambit. Gambit did it again. What did he do? Uh, so Gambit was hired by this guy named Nathaniel Essex, who we all know is Mr. Sinister. But Gambit didn't know that yet. And he hired him to pretty much gather a group of uh, bad mutants. And then uh, so he, he like recruited a bunch of mutants. And then Mr. Sinister named them the Marauders. Oh, right? okay. You have heard of that name before. Yeah. And then the Marauders. Marauders are the people behind the mutant massacre, and they just go around killing a bunch of mutants. Uh, a lot of them being um, the mutants, the Morlocks. Do you know the Morlocks? They live underground. They're like gross mutants that, yeah, you said yeah. live underground. The sewers. And they are like more like uh, where their mutations can be a lot more visible and kind of gross. Right. Yeah. But they're like peaceful. Like they just don't are not welcome by society. So they live underground. Right. Marauders go there, kill all of them, killed a bunch of oh, other mutants. They're the reason why uh, Angel's wings are got messed up. Oh, right? that was then? Yeah. During the mutant massacre. Uh, so that's all because of Gambit. Right? Oh. But Gambit didn't know that he was working for Mr. Sinister. Later down the line, Gambit um, runs into some other X-Men. His first appearance is um, X-Men, Uncanny X-Men 266. He's on the cover and he's helping Storm on that cover. I know that cover. He befriends Storm. I want this book. It's pricey. Uh, Yeah, it is. He befriends Storm and helps her escape the Shadow King. Do you know the Shadow King? Um, Um, I remember him from uh, Legion. <laughs> and later he kind of joins the X-Men and realizes what he, he was been doing is wrong. Um Gambit, though he is like uh part of the X-Men, I think they didn't realize till later down the line that he helped the Marauders or whatever. Uh-huh. So when that was real, it's like they never really trusted him again and like oh. he always had to like prove himself. Like even in the cartoon, like Wolverine does not like really like Gambit, right? Really? <laughs> and vice versa. I thought they yeah. were friends. No, they kind of like uh, get out of my way, more of me. Kind of thing. <laughs> I'm the cool guy of the group. I'm the- yeah, we can't have two cool guys. <laughs> There's one too many cool guys in this room. <laughs> it's not me. My jacket is longer than yours. <laughs> I got better munchops. Yeah. So everyone always thinks like if something bad happens or something, they feel like something is fishy or it's, maybe there's a betrayal. They always point Gambit first. They really? always think it's him. Right? Wow. Yeah. Yeah, the only one that really sticks by his side is Rogue. Yes. Because uh, he he wants her. <laughs> <laughs> they both have accents we can't understand. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Gambit is constantly like, 
he leaves the X-Men a lot because he's like, I'm tired of this being accused of all this stuff. But he is a hero now. Um, and I'm honestly, like, he's one of the coolest freaking heroes there is. He is going to be the star of the X-Men movies when those come to Disney. That's what you're thinking? Uh, yeah. I don't know who's going to play him. It's one of the more difficult characters to cast uh, because of his accent. But he's going to be the coolest guy in the room, hands down. Yeah, it is that weird, weird thing about his accent. How do you cast that right? I don't think Taylor Kitsch did a good job with his tell thing. I don't know if it was just oh. the production, the whole whole thing together. It wasn't his fault, yeah. maybe. I think Taylor Kitsch is a good actor, so I, I think that wasn't yeah. it. Again, that movie ruined. <laughs> is that the same Wolverine movie? I thought it was yeah. the other Wolverine. Okay. No, it's Wolverine Origins. Oh, wow. <laughs> but yeah. uh, he's super cool. Like, he makes those, like, radioactive cards that he tosses. Yeah. His, his superpower is cardistry, which is, like... <laughs> flourishes of cards um, you know he could do that with anything right it doesn't have to be he just prefers to do it with cards that's hella funny actually he's a tr- <laughs> he has like kinetic energy that he can build up into any object and then throw that and when it makes contact it explodes but he's like i prefer cards <laughs> in a past life i was a poker dealer that's where i get my tricks like are you serious that's so yeah. good and he's got that cool uh iconic hat like hat band thing that i've what- is that it's it's x-men is what i tell you like gene gray had one too and then that bow staff is kind of cool and the cool yeah uh gambit i also tattooed on me um one of my favorite x-men uh yeah he deserves justice on screen so let's get a really cool actor to play gambit i don't know who it is there's no actor cool enough to play gambit is the honest truth i see okay that's what's holding up the x-men in the mcu (laughs) is casting gambits all right he's my number three uh he wasn't on your list at all he was not on my list no i i think it's a good pick just because of how cool he is all right right, well uh, let's see uh who your number three is my number three i don't think it's on yours uh it is clayface the uh basil (laughs) carlo clayface the batman villain okay is he on your list no okay well he actually turned a hero at a certain point and i remember this i read it in the comic and i was kind of surprised when i read it it was in detective comics uh, number 934 to 974. It was a uh, James Tinian IV storyline in Detective okay. Comics. It was pretty cool. Um, it was kind of like the Gotham Knights era where they had like a group of the Bat family teaming up together. And yeah. um, I think a lot of the time it was like the Bat family without Batman and like this group of like Batwoman, um, Barbara Gordon, Batgirl, spoiler, which I don't know if you know that yeah. character, Batwing. And uh, on the team, they also had Clayface, a reformed Batman B-list villain. Um, the original Clayface, because apparently there's like nine of them. There's like nine Clayfaces. What? Really? Yeah, I did not know this until researching. Um, but he like reformed. Like he like, his original character, he's a actor that right. was like an actor for like this horror movie. And uh, there's a freak accident where he turned into Clayface, which is like this big hulking monster made out of like kind of clay, like a gloppy type of thing that can right. transform into different things, like whatever he wants, but he can't keep that form, right? And then he can also like this hulking monster that can kind of attack Batman or it can glop around all this clay. <laughs> <laughs> right just toss it at the different villain different heroes 
he's pretty cool i like his power set it's it's pretty interesting and uh uh he's not one of these uh super crazy villains that are in um you know arkham that are just maniacal he just kind of he just it sucks that i'm clayface so he's angry right and wants to beat <laughs> up that yeah. he, he doesn't he wants to be actor and he can't keep his form to do it but then you know he sees the error of his ways at a certain point because he's clayface for so long and joins the gotham knights and it's pretty cool because the other uh characters there are not super powered but he is right so it's kind of right, special yeah. on the team there and um they all kind of are weary about him because is he a good guy i don't know um there's a certain point in the story where like he confronts another clayface confronts him and he's like <laughs> he has to like repent a bit because he's the one that caused that person to become a clayface <laughs> so <laughs> so like she, he has to like go through his own demons in the storyline too it's pretty good pretty good um so it's a pretty good story i, I like that story specifically it was well done he can he can have these disguises too when they need some covert part of the operation. So he's practical. He's honestly practical on he's the team. Practical, yeah. yeah this, this big glob this, is practical. Yeah, he can sneak anywhere. <laughs> he's he can sneak in anywhere. He can turn into like liquid sand, kind of as a clay. You know, kind of like how Sandman is in uh, Marvel. But uh, I don't as part of the Gotham Knights team. I don't know if he's gonna show up on the video game, but maybe that could be a possibility. Oh. That'd be interesting. But Basil Carlo Clayface was a good villain turned hero i mean you think about it you don't think of him as like the top tier batman villains no. right he's kind sure. of like this gimmicky air versions like the gimmicky portion of the uh batman villains but he's pretty pretty uh deep once you get to see him as a hero actually <laughs> i remember in the batman animated series how he got his powers oh yeah and i thought it was ridiculous because like he was uh an actor like you said right yeah but he, he felt like he was getting old so he had like this putty makeup that he would rub on his face yeah and it would make him look younger i guess and he was so obsessed with this that i think he put on too much and he just have to keep putting more and more until he was like just all of it was him oh, wow. <laughs> makes sense <laughs> was it would his like face like drop like it like turn to, yeah. to clay and fall down yeah okay so he had to put more on to hold it up and then eventually he's, he's just that he's just that he's just he's just clay <laughs> That's yeah. kind of cool, actually. It's kind of, you know, metaphorical, right? Oh, my God. <laughs> I didn't know there was nine of them. I didn't know that either. I, it wasn't until I researched for this list. Like, I honestly said, like, which clay face is this again? <laughs> <laughs> But uh, pretty cool. I liked it. I like I like this specific story. Uh, did he stay a hero? There's like a certain point where like he kind of loses control of his own head, and mm. he kind of is not uh, like a hero for forward on. But in his time here, I'm considering it for this list. It works. Okay. Yeah, he does turn to hero for a while, right? Yeah. It's you know like his genuine intentions. We see that like he wants to be a hero. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Um, my number three. We're only got two left each yes so i'm guessing we have similarities maybe i think so okay uh let me know if this person's on your list my second villain turn hero is also from batman lore oh he's not on my list then okay well then he is the second robin he is jason todd he is red hood oh really that's wow <laughs> that's on your list for villain turned hero yes okay he was a hero first he was yes oh well, actually if you really want to go deep he was a villain first because he was stealing batman's tires <laughs> he was a criminal he was a <laughs> rap scallion so, on the streets that's what i'm counting i'm not even counting red hood oh. i'm counting jason <laughs> <laughs> i 
so funny. <laughs> he was uh, taken in by Batman, became the second Robin that everyone hated. So they did, everyone knows the story, they did the mail-in voter thing yeah. to decide whether he'll live or die. They chose for him to die. It's like American Idol. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Jackson was like, it's a no for me, dog. It's a no for me, dog. <laughs> Simon Cowell was like, no. <laughs> no. So he died. He couldn't sing. Well, uh, for y- decades, he was dead. Yes. Came back as the Red Hood through some stupid stuff. I won't go through it, but like people hate how he came back. But really? Whatever. He's back. Yeah. People hate I it? Think people think it's like the worst retcon in comics. No. Okay. I didn't, but, I didn't know that was that feeling of everybody. Okay. I've read that where it's like, this is like the dumbest reason for him to come back. Do you feel that way? Uh, I have no connection to the reason he came back, that storyline. But I like that he's back because i really like his character okay so i'm okay with it okay i see but he does come back as the red hood donning the name that joker used to have which is red hood and he comes back as this like as a hero that's that kills a lot (laughs) so he's out here killing people but only bad guys but like shooting them dead right yeah straight i'd I'd say i'd call him a villain at first because he's killing so much yeah he's killing and i would call him a villain at first because he's taking their like henchmen and he says, you work for me now. You work for me you now. Work, yeah. <laughs> Tell your boys they work for me now. They won't and, work uh, for a freak. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we bring dogs. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. He takes their gangs, right? And his only thing is like, you guys, you guys continue doing what you do. I get the money. You just don't sell drugs to kids. Like, you don't. Because he was a kid. Yeah, right. When he died. He was a kid. So, like everyone else was. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was a kid when he died. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. So he's like, don't sell drugs to kids. And if we, if I catch you doing that, I'll kill you. Anyway. Right? Yeah. Uh, he killed a lot of like mobster guys. So he's definitely a villain. He goes toe to toe with Batman. We all know this Under the Red Hood storyline. Good movie too. One of the best, one of the best animated movies. Um, but eventually he does uh, kind of reform and sides with, um, it's Arsenal yeah. and Starfire and they form Red Hood and the Outlaws. Yes. Arsenal being uh, speedy. Spe- yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, and then he eventually, like, what do you call it? Like, is okay with Batman. Like, him and them are okay now. We're good. We're good. Right. right? Yeah. We're good. And to the point where he actually is, like, part of the Bat family again. He dons the Batman logo again on his chest. Oh. Um, and he is just a hero now. Still uses guns and still, like, fights crime, but, like, you know, he's not just, he's not selling drugs anymore. <laughs> uh, right, right. I, I get I get that point. Okay. I was going to say, does yeah. Batman ever accept him? Because there's still that point of contention about using guns. And I guess if you're using guns, you're killing, right? Because um, Bat- yeah. Bruce is like, guns are no-no. But I mean, like, he is the black sheep of the family, of course. Yeah. He's, he's there for the big holidays, but not there for, like, you know, Sunday dinner. Oh, okay. <laughs> Does he not get the invite or he just doesn't show? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he just doesn't show. Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah. But he is villain turned hero turned villain turned hero. Um, one of my favorites. I loved his storyline, original storyline in the comics. I love the movie. I think he's really cool. I The video game, spoiler he's in the video game. Uh, but Is he? Oh. Yeah. It's not that great, but I think 
he is one of the coolest characters um especially like he came back from the dead kind of thing like that that's in itself is like a really cool like reveal in the comic so uh i enjoy him a lot whenever he's in the batman comic i like it that much more so my number two he's like my second favorite jason todd red hood interesting interesting that's a good good pick okay well i'm gonna say all right well my number i'm surprised not on your list he's not on my list like lower no my number two uh villain turned hero is probably your number one it is venom is that your number one let's talk about your number one okay he's my number one (laughs) fine let's let's allow it so my number one is not on your list it is a one Otto Octavius, Doctor Octopus. He's number one. Yes, I because I read this when it came out. I was like, "Oh, this is really good." Uh, Otto Octavius actually was a villain that turned into an already existing hero. He turned into Spider Man. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he did. Um, how it went down. So let's talk about Otto Octavius. He is one of the Spider Man villains. He's this nerdy guy that um, built these mechanical arms. I think there's four of them, but he's he calls himself uh, Otto Octavius Doctor Octopus because it you know yeah. sounds like his last name, and then he can climb. Stuff. Well, he has four metal legs and then four real oh, you're right. limbs. You're right. I didn't consider that, but he, he doesn't oh, use God. his limbs to climb. Um, Doctor Octopus, right? He uh, he's just like one of the longtime Spider-Man villains. He's pretty sinister. He's just kind of sick of how stupid everyone is, and so he's a villain. Yeah. Uh, right. At a certain point, he is dying, right? He's he got he's gotten really old. At a certain point, he's gotten sick with cancer. At a certain point, and one of his like he's about to die. One of his last ploys is actually to switch bodies with Peter Parker Spider Man and put his consciousness inside of Peter's body. And Peter gets stuck in his dying body as his body dies. So does Peter's consciousness. And now that sounds like a villainous move, if you ask me. <laughs> it does, right? Very villainous. As he, later on, in staying inside of Peter's body, he turns into a hero because in this moment, a flood of Peter's memories invade his head. He sees how he was uh, brought up by Uncle Ben and imparting, like you know, with a great responsibility. Because you know, that thing, right? And then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Aunt May living with Aunt May and, and teaching him all that how to be a good person and how he um, does the right thing all the times. He gets all those memories and it kind of like mixes in with his also childhood memories where like he had an abusive father and he realized oh that's why Peter was a hero why he chose to do this with his powers. And so Otto thinks like, you know what? I'm not going to become a villain like I plan to with my new spider powers. I'm going to be a hero. I'm going to be a superior Spider-Man. And he kind of <laughs> does. Like that's the name of the book, Superior Spider-Man. Yeah. He's, he's smart as much as he was before. And then he has all of this like gadgetry because Peter kind of had it and he has his know-how and access because I think Peter was still a student at the time. Um, and other things happen like he kind of drops all of Peter's like responsibilities and like lives his own life in Peter's body like he just drops Mary Jane because he has no feelings for her and like <laughs> hooks up with someone else and becomes like his own person his own entity um, and he's like going to town on these like villains like eating it like figuring them out like like putting smashing them down because he does a better job at it actually and uh, it's a pretty good storyline I don't remember how he loses it because he doesn't stay in the body <laughs> But, you know, he picks up some of Peter's traits, too. And there's, like, a yeah Peter head in him, like, talking to him, like, a consciousness, like, in the back of him, like, 
teaching him how to do the right thing because it's not 100% right away like he's a good person you know yeah yeah wow okay that's I'm my, surprised he's your number one that's my number one it was like really good storyline I remember that so yeah um superior okay wow over all the other ones you totally yeah I loved it I mean literally he was a villain that turned into an already existing hero <laughs> <laughs> it took like a really like villainous move to do it though like yeah exactly he was a villain <laughs> I, I just like the idea that like all these things flood into his head and he changed right I thought it was cool okay uh, that was my think, number one do you think that's gonna happen in the movie and he's gonna become Tom Holland <laughs> I don't think so I think I think that's Alfred Molina is gonna play Spider-Man Alfred Molina Tom Holland is gonna be <laughs> out of the picture <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Alfred Molina he's not gonna change body he's just gonna take up the, the costume and put it on yeah <laughs> <laughs> alright well uh, yeah my number one was your number two yes no surprise it's like one of my favorite characters of all time literally our first episode was based on him being a hero now yeah um, and there's many ways you could kind of define this villain turned hero uh, my number one and your number two is Venom, also from Spider-Man lore. Yeah, um, definitely started off as a villain when the symbiote attached to Eddie Brock, um, and he hated Peter Parker and he hated Spider-Man, and that's why he has the Spider-Man logo because Spider-Man had it first. Yes, and the symbiote itself kind of resented Spider-Man for tossing him away. So they both yep. like worked together. They loved each other in a way, and they both hated Peter Spider-Man just as much. He then later um, did become a hero when, uh, I think this is when Carnage came out of him, um, and he was the only one that could defeat Carnage, and he had a team with Spider-Man, and he realized that Spider-Man, like, I, I feel like, I think what it is is Venom hated Spider-Man. It had something to do with, like, his wife being killed. Oh, wow. And he realized, like, Spider-Man was not involved or tried, but couldn't save her. Mm. So then he gave up being a villain and eating people. Oh, that and yeah. Wow, that's pretty pretty villainous thing to do <laughs> <laughs> join spider-man to defeat carnage and moving on um was a hero moving forward and, and another way you could take villain turn hero because there's multiple venoms yes i agree uh venom went into um the guy that was scorpion right oh okay yeah he was the second venom and he was just straight up villain that guy was the, just a bad guy but then the symbiote left him and went into Flash Thompson, and he used it as a hero. So that's in another way, second Venom villain, third Venom hero. That could be a change if you count the symbiote as Venom. Yes. Which it, technically it is, right? Flash Thompson, uh, played by Joe Manganiello from <laughs> the original Spider-Man. Yeah. Turned into another villain. Yeah. <laughs> So the way Flash Thompson used Venom was in the military, he would only use the symbiote was it for like two hours at a time. So that way the symbiote could not like over control him. him. Yeah. Yeah. Or whatever. Um, also, but yeah. Flash Thompson, he was already in the military at the time and he yeah. lost uh, his legs below his knees. So he just ha has a wheelchair. But when he has Venom, he has a lot of capability now. He has like a full body again. Yeah. So Venom, also a hero. Now in the comics, Venom is back with Eddie Brock, or the symbiote is. Yes. And he is still a hero, and they introduce like the origin of the symbiote with 
this character Null, and now it's like Venom versus Null, which is like he's like the god of the symbiotes or something. And there's like a planet full of them. Um, but yeah, I don't want to get too deep into it and into spoiler territory. But uh, yeah, he is like my favorite. Whether or not you call a Venom, uh, Venom turn or villain turn hero, he's just my favorite character. Like in general, like one of them. Wow. So okay. he's definitely my number one. Can't believe he is lower to you than Doctor Optimus, but <laughs> he is. Yeah, it's your list. Um, he is my number one, my all-time favorite. I got a bunch of shirts with Venom on it. <laughs> And uh, I'm also kind of looking forward to the second movie. Yeah, I thought his first movie was is not bad, right? We I had low expectations. Yeah. I'm coming yeah. to this next one with medium expectations. Um, like you said, there's like a current storyline with Venom, King in Black. Like that's like the I think universe wide story going on right now. Uh, yes. and just Venom, he's a cool character. I mean, those sharp teeth. Uh, I, I know originally he didn't have that like long tongue. Actually, he was just had the sharp teeth, and he's like this big hulking version of Spider-Man. Pretty cool mm-hmm. in the way he he kind of fakes those webs with his symbiote slings or whatever that is. It's kind of yeah. kind of cool. Um, and like the symbiote idea is pretty interesting. How it kind of just it's like a parasite that kind of takes you on and yeah. invades your mind. That's like the, really the villain of the story is that thing. And um, I don't know. I, I like the idea of Venom and uh, you know originally Todd McFarlane he said that like when he was designing Venom he didn't know there was a person in there. Oh really? Yeah. It was just like this cool looking yeah. alien that he's just drawn up. He's like, oh okay, <laughs> come later to find out there's someone in there eddie brock That's yeah quick aside yeah i mean i really like the character and if you consider just the symbiote as venom then i mean it started with spider-man so like again hero turn villain turn hero turn villain turn hero yeah <laughs> so the most turns uh that's why he's my number one is venom i mean do you, you know there's like marvel they're they're popping out using every inch of the symbiote uh, you know, machine or whatever. Because, you know, there's like an anti-venom yeah. now. Oh, yeah. There's anti-venom where his color scheme is reversed. Yeah. Where he's like white with the black logo. Um, there's a lot of uh, spinoffs out of him. Toxin oh, yes. is another character that came out of him. Yeah, so um, if one character is making money, they're going to make a bunch of them. Oh, yeah. I think there's like venom he sells. Like he's one of those 90s carryovers that like, you know, where that was where the hype was, was that 90s excess of Venom. So, yeah, it carries over and it's fine. I think I just wasn't reading comics at the time, so I didn't fall in line with that. So that's why it's not my number one like yours. Okay. Well, I'm glad he's at least on your list. Yeah. Number two. Deserved so. cool. Um, I had a feeling we would both have at least Venom. Yeah. But yeah, um, one and two. That's why he's that cool. Like he deserves to be up there. Um, yeah. Venom is sick. I love him. I'm surprised that's the only one we share, huh? Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, some of these ones I like I tried to go off of main, mainstream besides like Venom right I wanted characters that don't get a lot of shine and but still fit the category and I really enjoy so that's why I got like Archangel and like Silver Surfer and Gambit so yeah, uh, my list is definitely like my style of characters yeah my list is definitely correct <laughs> Uh, before we end uh, do you want to talk about any honorable mentions that you had considering in your top five yeah yeah before we came up with that like idea of it not being all sorts thing like uh, I thought up a lot of those ones that were like beside ones um, there's like one like Joker in White Knight like I considered for a while okay. but then we made that rule I was like okay I'll do away with that um, yeah. Harley Quinn was uh, I was thinking like I kind of like the character sure. and she kind of is somewhat a hero now but yeah. also she's really mainstream now so like I just yeah she's like over overloaded when I think about Birds of Prey now I think it's maybe forgettable the movie 
Mm, okay. Kind of. I still like it. One I considered because I just like the idea of it was so kind of crazy was Apocalypse because... Uh, I mean, okay, go ahead. He, uh, at a certain point, is reborn as like a little kid. Remember that? Oh, okay. So that's how you're going There's a version it. of him where he's a little kid and he gets accepted into like Wolverine's new school. So he's like part of the X-Men too as a little kid. And then right now, there's a version of him that's tagging along with some of the X-Men. Yeah. So it's kind of two sure, yeah. versions. Like there's two instances where he's quote unquote a hero. And it's crazy. Right, he's yeah. like so evil, <laughs> like so bad. The thing is, I still don't trust it. I still think he's a villain and he's going to turn on them. So that's yeah. why I don't count it. Even that 10-year-old version of him. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Could be, He's yeah. wearing like prep, prep school kid stuff. He's scary like Yeah. Don't trust him. <laughs> don't trust him. Uh, so those were my honorable mentions, which you got. I mean, I, a lot of the characters you had were also on my like considered list. Okay. Um, what, another one I was considering was Hawkeye. Uh, but the reason I didn't include him was, like we said, his stint as a villain was so short compared to how long he's been a hero. Yes. And so I was like, I, I just consider him a hero now, right? <laughs> so I, I didn't include him. And then another one I wanted, I really wanted to include, but I told myself i couldn't is because i know this character from a show and it's only recently that they've made a comic out of it and i haven't read that comic yet oh what is what are you talking about so yeah so the the character i wanted to include was um dino bots from beast wars what <laughs> is it a show recently beast wars he's the old show oh okay i see what you're saying but he's recently in a comic book like literally like just this year a comic book beast wars came out and he only recently recently turned good in that and i haven't read that series yet so i didn't want to include him because the story of him i know is from the tv show oh okay well i mean you could talk about like the most loved version of him when he was in the movies what isn't it <laughs> no no it's a totally different because uh, beast wars is not in the transformers thing get your transformers in line <laughs> the diners the Aren't they? Okay, whatever. No, Beast Wars is not even the same character set as Transformers. They're decades, centuries later, right? And they transform into like gorillas. Like Optimus Primal is a gorilla. So they're like the size of humans. Are they? Okay, you say so. Or the size of actual animals that they become. And Dinobot was a raptor. And he left the Predacons to join the Maximals. Uh, at like the first episode because he had enough of Megatron and uh, he was a good guy for the rest of the series but just like any other reversal some of the heroes didn't trust him right and it's the whole like can we trust him thing that's always the drama between them but uh, yeah if you know what I'm talking about you're a 90s kid and uh, it only literally this year happened in the comics so I didn't want to include that okay okay. so uh, but still Dinobot is really cool (laughs) yeah no one ever trusted him right because he can just kind of switch that logo from Decepticon to thing. <laughs> Maybe does that rub off and it's the other is he a bad guy? It's the Predacons and the Maximals. Sure it is. <laughs> uh, I don't I don't even remember that character specifically, the personality. Um I do remember the show. Like the show was good for the, it was like amazing for the time. Like that wasn't that like yeah. cutting edge CG. It was. And now it's hard to look at. But it's, at the time it was mind blowing. It's like you you're still waiting for it to buffer. It looks that bad the way Yeah. Like it looks like South Park if you look at yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Oh man. <laughs> I honestly I wouldn't mind them bringing that back. Like if they do like a really good CG now, maybe a good movie. 
movie. Well, I'll tell you what. Read the comic. It just came out this year, and uh, I might dive into it now because now I know that Dinobot is in it. I'm looking forward to it. All right. Okay. <laughs> you have any other honorable mentions? Oh, I did mention, right, my, my dishonorable mentions. Okay. What is this? Okay. How do you consider Is this a reverse? Well, uh, somewhat. Not to crap on your list, but one of yours is on there, Red Hood. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand how you're. What is the criteria for because this? Because I he was a villain and he was so good as a villain. I don't like that he turned as a hero. Oh, I guess what, what I'm saying. saying. I was like, I don't like him turning as a hero. He should just stay the villain. Kind of this weird thing where Batman doesn't want to kill him. He, you know, this is where he can't. He also has this like know-how of Batman's inner working. So just stay as a villain. It's better that way. You know. That, yeah, I I, I kind of agree. Okay, kind of agree. Um, and I was also looking at these other lists of villains on Heroes Online, trying to make my own. And this one I kept reading, and I just like, we had one of his stories on the podcast before. It's the main man, Lobo. And I was just like, I don't like this oh, guy. I just don't, don't like, like this guy. This guy. <laughs> so, yeah. so he's a dishonorable mention on my list. Uh, just because you don't just like him. Just because I don't like him that much. <laughs> no, the main man. Uh, man yeah, I'm, the main man. If we bring him up in any you know movie interpretation, he's going to get canceled fast. I don't like him. <laughs> don't. Oh, man. Uh, I don't like that. <laughs> so that was <laughs> comic book that we read. It was so bad. Those are my dishonorable mentions. Just a quick aside. Um, do you have any reversals, uh, hero turned villain? Because I think there's a lot more of those. Um, I didn't list any of them out, but kind of similar to the Red Hood thing was hero villain hero was Bucky Barnes. You know. Okay, sure. Sidekick yeah. turned uh, villain turned villain. hero again. So that was that was a consideration. We were doing this list because of the Loki series coming out today. Yes. And I considered doing this list just with MCU characters, and I really there's like at least five that we could do i think there's more like eight or nine oh really in the mcu villain turned heroes and like bucky was one yeah uh if you want to count uh black widow she's kind of like that yes um scarlet witch of course scarlet witch and quicksilver yeah uh yeah there, there's more vision if, if you want to count uh, vision if you want to count uh scott lang he was like in prison first and then <laughs> he, <laughs> he was never a villain whatever he was doing he's a good he, guy he did crime he did a bunch crime of crime does not make you a villain I, I, <laughs> oh, well, okay <laughs> yeah but um yeah there's more than you think so uh but i'm glad we did the comics because i got to pick a uh, cooler characters all oh, right you know what some surprise one character that we didn't mention was magneto i thought he was going to be on your list i yeah i just i think in a way of your dishonorable mentions i like him better as a villain yeah yeah i thought so too i it makes sense he's off your list but just because you like him so much i thought he was going to be in the list okay yeah it was one of those like hard to cut but i i didn't want to be so mainstream gotcha gotcha all right all right well uh yeah you want to run down our list before we head out and uh, get to side stories okay i'll uh go ahead into mine right now number five i had namor the submariner number four i had wade wilson deadpool number three i had basil carlo clayface uh number two i had venom in multiple interpretations and in number one i had dr octopus otto octavius uh, as turned into spider-man all right uh my number five was silver surfer my number four was archangel my number three gambit number two red hood jason todd and then my number one eddie brock venom cool coolest all right uh thank you guys for tuning in for that uh let's get into side stories 
to be honest, I don't really have too much for side stories this week. Still doing the same thing. Frostpunk is, takes up a lot of time because I need to keep my oh, people gosh. alive. Uh, if, you, if you guys don't know that, t- tune into that back in a couple episodes earlier in our side stories. But uh, that takes up a lot of time. I've been playing, I've been watching Bad Batch again. Still really good. Still liking it. Still positive. Okay. But not too much for side stories recently. Uh, how about you? What you got for side stories? Yeah, I have new shows or one new show and a movie that I watch. Oh, okay. Uh, we started this together, but um, I finished it on my own because it was a, kind of a long movie. It was. Uh, Army of the Dead. Yeah. Sex zombie movie have you seen the whole thing i've not finished it no i only watched uh, the half that we saw together okay so i'll just spoil it for you go then. ahead uh it is a zombie movie where zombies take over las vegas and this rich guy hires this military crew scorpion to huh scorpion hires drax to uh infiltrate zombie infested vegas to oceans 11 it yeah steal a bunch of money That's pretty much the premise of the movie <laughs> in, in vegas yeah yeah because this rich guy owned the casino there and he has money inside the the vault he's like if you can break in and take that money i'll give you some of it so he's like okay form a crew so he hires a bunch of people that he knows some that he had worked with in the past it's just like expendables or whatever it's like that true okay understand um, yeah also, he has, like, a daughter that needs to go in there now, too. It's like, okay, gosh, this wedge in this father-daughter drama. Right. I remember um, there's, like, some of the people in Vegas, but they get booted out and are in, like, this holding camp right outside of it. So yeah. So there's that storyline. Like, they don't know if they're contagious or not yet, so they're being held there. Um also, the U.S. government is going to nuke Vegas in, like, three days. So it's like what? you have to get this done in, like, three days, right? To take the money. <laughs> You'll get the money. You have 72 hours or else you'll all die anyway. Yeah, you're thinking like, um, get your priorities straight, but it's a lot of money. Yeah. I think he says it's like $250 million. Oh, or like that. that is like $30 million. Wow. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so he gets all these people, all these military guys, people that have experience killing zombies. And then they get this one guy who's like the guy that is going to pick the safe, the vault. Oh, right. And right. so he has no experience killing, but he's kind of like the comic relief. All right. Right. They get in there. Um, not only is it zombie infested, but these zombies are like smart, intelligent, and fast. Like they can do math? Yeah. What? <laughs> and they have like a society and they have like a ruler and there are zombies that are just dumb like zombies but then there's like there's like pure zombies which is like uh i don't know more intelligent super zombies zombie plus yeah i'll just say like the movie is like a video game kind of movie yeah where it's like finish this mission and all this action happens and you don't fall in love with these characters because they're gonna die it's and a some will betray them and yeah it's very left for dead is the idea right or you just sure, kind of yeah. get through the mission uh yeah. blow up these zombies kill them i'll say it's worth watching once it's good that it came out on netflix i don't think i would spend money to watch it but i enjoyed watching it once on on a streaming service um i don't know if you guys know the drama real life drama behind it but one actor was fully replaced like after they were done filming already yes yeah they got canceled and got removed from the cast and they had to yeah. uh cg and fill it in with another actor to fill the role you can tell when that actor was just put in there because that actor filmed all their scenes like on a green screen and they just superimposed her on there. So it's all these like little just comments that don't really affect the plot. Yeah. <laughs> 
and like if there's a character like this is a part where like they hear something so they all kind of like duck behind a a car and then the her character's like get behind the car as the people are already doing it (laughs) telling them telling what would make sense to do you would be doing anyways but I'm gonna tell you because then you know have to say something (laughs) yeah Um, other than that like I think to help disguise that they added this character in there's a lot of like blurriness and like lens distortion in the movie I noticed that and I think they overdo it because I think they do it in other scenes where even that character is not there just to make it feel like it's a part of the movie like it's a style of the movie and it's done almost too much it kind of hurts your eyes in a way and I'm wondering was that it's so much that I'm wondering was that just the style of the movie before they did it because it's yeah. like so much that my eyes are hurting. So. I don't think it is. I think they had to do that to fit this new actor in. And then they just added that style throughout the whole movie. So that way it doesn't look like it's just that person's scenes that does that. Yes, yes. Uh I don't know. I don't know if uh, that's the best option, but that's what you're getting. Yeah, uh, it, it's a dumb, fun movie action. I don't think it deserves like a sequel or anything like that. I don't think uh, you don't. You don't even. It's like a movie you watch on TV while you're on your phone. So that's totally fine. I, that's what I did. Movie. I didn't only know watch the first half. <laughs> Uh, what I will say is, uh, Snyder, have the balls and release the Dalia cut. Oh my god, <laughs> the different cut of the movie. Oh, yeah, man. Chris Dalia was the actor that was removed from it, and uh, I think like his allegations were dropped. So it's like release the Dalia cut. What are you scared of, I don't Snyder? Know. Well, it's up to Netflix. I don't. I don't know if even if it was Zach's decision. Okay, Snyder, you have some experience in this. <laughs> release the other version. Oh man, a whole yeah, lot of drama well, there. Uh, it's worth watching once. That's what I'll say. Uh, another thing I tuned into was this show that I've been getting, I've been hearing a lot of hype about and a lot of like intrigue about because the show finished its first season and I'm hearing a lot of intrigue about the finale. So it makes me curious about the show. Uh, the only thing is, I didn't know how to watch it because I didn't know what it was on. What? Until I finally realized it's on Peacock. <laughs> Peacock? What's on Peacock? It's just NBC <laughs> stuff, right? Like, I thought The Office was the only thing on Peacock. So. I thought, yeah. <laughs> Same here. But apparently they have other shows. And one of the shows I checked out was this show called Debris. Debris. Oh, yeah. You mentioned yeah. this. I looked it up and I spelled it wrong when I Googled it. Yeah. Daniel, spell Debris. D-E-B-R-E-E. <laughs> Debris. <laughs> uh, Debris Larson. <laughs> Uh, so I watched Debris. I watched the pilot episode. Uh, I'll I'll say the premise of the show because I don't want to spoil too much. Okay, give it to me. Uh, the premise of the show: an alien aircraft, a wrecked one, shows up in orbit, uh, just outside the Earth's kind of like atmosphere, right? Earth's orbit. Okay. Yeah. So it's floating above Earth, a wrecked alien spaceship, and pieces of that keep falling onto the Earth. The debris. Bummer. Okay. Yeah. And now uh, the government is like collecting these because they do weird things. And they have, they form this like combo team of uh, CIA and MI6. So America and England, right? They have this like joint team to go after these pieces and go after the black market that are like selling these pieces. Because then there's also like an underground thing where like, I'll sell you a piece of the alien spaceship for like a million dollars or whatever. Bunch of money because it's high commodity. No one knows what it is. What can you do with it? It does weird things though. Like one of the pieces, like a person went through a wall or something like that. Oh, special powers. people levitate and things like that. So it is 
giving people like these weird effects and um i've only seen the pilot episode i will keep watching because i'm intrigued with the, the premise but i will say like the acting is just like it's like tv acting regular it's tv acting yeah. it's like acting like any cop drama show acting except this is like a sci-fi version of that i gotta say this might be up my alley because i kind of like these not great acting sci-fi shows <laughs> you like bad acting yeah so some of these i kind of like there's a show called falling skies that i watched a bit it was, yeah i watched a lot of that it's kind of like that right is it like that yeah. kind of quality i should say um there's one show called revolution where it's like the okay. i think the earth lost all its power just all its electricity i remember that that. I yeah. like that. I remember it they, not being they good. They use bow and arrows, right? Yeah, they, they were, bow and arrows. were like backwards, like as far as their advancement. So yeah. it's it's stuff like that. That what about uh what about the one hundred? Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's a classic. That's a classic. <laughs> that's a sleeper. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's so bad. It's good. This fits in that vein, I think, and uh, I do recommend it. Peacock has a free version oh. with ads, so oh. that's what I've been watching. So uh, I, I, uh, I'm so far so good with Peacock. Uh, okay, I'll say one bad thing that I think I don't like with this service is uh, I was watching it right, and of course there's ads. That's fine. It's free. There's ads. Sure. Uh, but then I wanted to rewind a little bit. So I rewind to a previous scene. So that means I went past the ad going back. And then I went too far, right? Okay. Past so the ad. So then I fast... I went past the ad. I didn't want to go that far back. Oh. So I fast forward it. And once you reach the ad, the ad has to just play again. I can't fast forward through the ad. I think uh, I think some of these free streaming things do that. Like that's, I think, a common thing. But I've already seen this ad. I paid that price to watch this ad. <laughs> I should be able to fast forward if I have the second time. I don't know. I don't know what according to their rules. It's like, I think YouTube might do that at points. Like it's up in the air. If you rewind past the ad that's in the video, you might have to rewatch the ad. Watch a different ad. <sighs> Yeah, okay. I, I don't know about that. I think you just caught it this I'm, one time, but it's. I'm coming. paying a lot of money to watch this free, <laughs> free show. Um, anyway, I'm gonna keep watching it. It reminds me a little bit of the series Fringe, which I enjoyed a whole lot. It's that good. So it's not that good yet, but I'm saying like the sci-fi idea of it kind of feels like that because I think it's like a kind of like solve the mystery of the week thing, and the source of it is debris from this alien spacecraft. Okay, and you said it's like kind of the government organization is like leading this. Is it like kind of like an FBI type thing? Yeah. So the 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 government established team is half CIA half MI6 so the main characters are this American CIA guy and this MI6 British woman and they're like the head of the team that is investigating all these incidences of collecting these debris things right um, but even within their team there's drama it's like the CIA's boss is telling like hey don't trust her fully don't give her all the information yet okay so they, have, they have to be partners they have to be partners but they can't be 100% with each other yet plus they're going after like these underground people that seem like they know how to seems like if they can get their hands on some debris they know how to manipulate it and use it to their to their uh will because like there's a scene where like one of these guys like just vanishes like teleports almost so it's like how you use this this technology or this this spacecraft technology seems like not everyone knows yet but some people do and that's the mystery of it and the debris is cool like it can either be like a small like size of a paperclip that fell to earth or it can be like the size of like a car that fell to earth oh dang okay and yeah. they pick up this debris um um, some of these random criminals find it. Maybe it's Michael Keaton and the Tinkerer, and they figure out how to make vulture suits out of it. Is basically the idea. Yep. Uh, so that's <laughs> what I've been watching is Spider-Man: Homecoming. <laughs> 
Uh, Sounds like that. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, I'll keep watching it. I'll let you guys know next week if I think it's worth a complete watch. But for now, I've only seen the pilot, and I'm going to give it a, a continue. Uh, if it asks, are you still watching? I'll hit yes. Okay, you'll just let the timer pass and let the next episode continue. Yeah. I see. <laughs> All, right. All right. I see where you're at. All right. Uh, that is it. You have nothing else you want to talk about? Not right now. I'll have some more side stories next time around, though. Oh, yeah. Well, I'll definitely have side stories next time around because oh, yeah. we're going on a bit of an adventure. That's why we're recording early. But, uh, yeah, until then, uh, please don't forget to subscribe to the Reader Copy Podcast. And if you can, please leave a review. And um, I, even if you don't listen to us on Apple, if you could follow the link to the Apple Podcast page and leave a review there, that is the best place to do it. And uh, it really helps us out a lot. Definitely. Please do that. Please give us a share, too, to any of your friends. Let them know. Maybe on your social media give us a share you can find us at the reader copy podcast instagram facebook and twitter all right we'll be back next week with a brand new comic and uh dan i want you to hit him with the outro if you like what we have to say about villains turning to heroes um maybe give it a try someday maybe be a hero yourself all right thanks guys <laughs> see ya error error